Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Welcome to the Tabin Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. My name is Tabin Dillard. We in Season 4, Episode 3. How you doing? Me? I'm doing pretty good. Things are going great this way. I mean, the weather is what it is. We talk in August, so that's how that goes. It's fine. Before we get too far into this, yo, y'all know this is a podcast. It's like a radio show because you listen to it. Radio, you turn on uh, for many a year. <clears throat> Folks listen to the news, the weather, the sports, shows, whatnot. In the 1920s, they called it the Roaring Twenties, and that radio was all the rage. Folks listen to it in the living room. Now, the Tavin Dillard podcast, that's what you listen to, ain't a history podcast. So if you knew, you might be thinking, is he going to talk about the history of the radio all day? No, I ain't I ain't got time for that. I'm just saying, no, it's the 20-aught-20s, and instead of radios, it's a podcast. And instead of listening, instead of listening to it in your living rooms, which you might be, you could also be listening in the grocery stores, in your car, on a walk. Waiting in line for nachos at Danny's Water Park. You know, that kind of thing. But wherever you're listening, and however you're listening, welcome to the Tavin Dillard Podcast. Y'all know I mentioned I launched on Patreon a page for Tavin Dillard and Chancellor Park. That's where you can pitch in, uh, like monthly things. And there's uh, some rewards on there. You can check it out. We got the, the B.O. magnet. Uh, the B.O. is the sandwich I make. Bacon only. It's white toast, uh, bacon, mayo on both pieces of toast, and then more bacon. Part of the main part of the recipe is a big spoon of mayo is you add more bacon. Anyhow, I mean, we got that on a shirt, you know, because it's, it's harder to lose a recipe if you're wearing it, but also now it's on a magnet. So if you got a refrigerator, it ain't just for refrigerator. A magnet will go on anything that's metal that's, that it'll stick to. So, I mean, you think about that. And we also got bank, bank magnets for patrons, uh, and you can see how that go uh, on a link in the show notes. You'll see all that about Patreon. And also, well, you can check, check check it all out, but that's the biggest place. P- folks, reach out. How can I pitch in? How, I love what you're doing. Patreon is the answer. That's how you can help. That would be a big hoot of a help. Uh, and I want you all to know that I like hearing from you. I've, I've been getting good feedback on other stuff, like the early bird gets the perm shirt. In fact, Ryan over at Rock City Outfitters, they the one that put together my shirts. He's like, hey, we about to be out of these, uh, I think it's, XL and double XL and the early bird gets the perm. Do we want to like go to a different color of the shirt or just make it sold out till we can get more in like September's? I was like, just make it, you know, go it's sold out till we get more. I don't want to switch up colors. Folks is buying the color, you know, uh, we got and it kind it kind of similar, but it ain't the same. And I thought we ain't going. I I I would get confused myself. So we just that, that, so that's a heads up. If you want the early bird gets the perm shirt, I think they got larger and lower right now kind of thing and then they be back and then it's been sticker city bink bink stickers uh early bird gets the perm stickers are coming in people are pre-ordering them now and then the sticker for the bo uh bacon only sandwich and so i'll put the the link to the merch you know in the show notes to, today too underneath the old uh 
Patreon. So it's a lot, a lot going on. <clears throat> but uh, anyhow, you know, the early bird gets the perm. That's the one that got delayed so much. We was hoping to have it out around Mother's Day. It got delayed. You know, the shirts weren't in. And now they in, but now some are getting sold out. We might have to wait a little longer. But uh, we were able to get them out this summer, last month, really, July. So if you need one for your Meemaw, you just like to wear it because your Meemaw goes there like I do. You can pick one up at the link in my show notes. Like I said, the merch will be out down there. Busy time of year, though. But hey, you know what? When is it not busy? I mean, come on. Let's think about that. I'm still saving for my truck. Had a couple of expenses this week. Didn't expect. Them are the worst kind of expenses, you know. Them unexpected ones. Like when you go to the grocery store and you're picking up some canned tamales and cream-style corn. You ain't mad when you get to the front of the store and they ask you to pay for it. You spec that. But, buddy, let's say it's August and the swamp cooler goes out. You know about that? It got hot in my trailer this week. And you know how when it's hot and you can't seem to get comfortable because anything you touch just makes you hoarder? I got this green recliner in my trailer. No thanks. Didn't want to touch it. I spent a lot of time at the burger shed. I did make it to the pool a couple of times. That's how I stay cool. Well, long story longer, Donnie Wayne Chambliss, he got a repair shop out by the bait and tackle that Rance Farnhart runs. You know that. Rance runs the bait and tackle. Donnie Wayne... He run a repair shop, uh, I'd say like 100 yards away. And Donnie said he'd take a look at my swamp cooler, take off the door, see if he needs to change out them pads or in there or if it's something more expensive. You know, he's going to look at it for me. So, you know, on a swamp cooler, it's like a house call. I ain't bringing it to Donnie Wayne. And you probably know that he's on our softball team. We had a game this past week. More on that a little later. But I told him, I said, Donnie Wayne, I ain't going to be there when you drop by because I'll be working or I'll be staying cool at the burger shed. You know, I ain't going to sit around in a hot trailer all day. I got work to do and then I, I want to stay cool when I ain't working. I ain't trying to be home this week, you know, bottom line, if I can help it. And I'll get cranky when I get hot. Cricket noticed that because I went down to the nursing home to visit her on her break one day. I was cooling off in there with a little eight-ounce styrofoam cup of cold lemonade. It ain't made from real lemons. It's from powder. They put that together at the mess hall there at the nursing home. One of them drinks they put together in the mess hall uh, is uh, also sweet tea, but they had lemonade that day. But I tell you, it hit the spot, that lemonade. I mean, you serve that to a lemon, they'd say, yep, that's one of us. Then you pull the rug out and say, nope, it's from a powder. Gotcha, lemon. Steady surprising real lemons like Attaway. So I'm down there cooling off with that lemonade. And it ain't like I'm snippy or snappy with Cricket. I'm just out of it. Like, she's telling this story of how her granddaddy just bought two left shoes. I guess, like, he went to some store, and he likes to wear his new shoes out the store, which I get. I do that as a kid. I didn't know folks still did that when they was upwards in years. But then again, I don't go shoe shopping with the elderly. So how am I going to know that? Well, he tried on these shoes. He liked these shoes. And apparently, neither him or the folks working at the shoe store noticed that he was leaving with two left feet. Or should I say two left shoes? His feet was the same as ever, a left one and a right one. Well, Cricket's telling me this story. And I hear the hum of that air conditioner in a nursing home, and I take another sip of that cold lemonade. It's from powder, not real lemons. And I notice a box of fan, a box fan, you know, like in the doorway of the mess hall, and them blades is turning. That's where me and Cricket's sitting on her break, the mess hall. So, I mean, it was a lot going on for my brain. Air's humming, box fan turning, they keeping it cool in there, and lemonade in my cup. So, in my mind... Looking back on it now, I'm thinking, how do you expect me to focus on one more thing, which was Cricket's story about her granddaddy's two left shoes? Well, I guess Cricket noticed that I'm zoned out because she say my name in the middle of her story and I don't respond or nothing. Tabbing, and I ain't responding. 
Tabin. Now I look up and she just say, if I'm boring you, just say it. Well, I'm smart enough to know that if a gal says that to you, she don't never mean it. There ain't no way in the world I was going to say, okay, you boring me. And that wasn't really up for a couple of reasons. A, I ain't looking for a fight. And second, it ain't true. I ain't bored. I'm hot and distracted. And of course, everything that's taking my attention is what I ain't had in my trailer this week. Air, fan, cold lemonade. Now, my fridge do work, but I just ain't wanted to be in my trailer on account of how hot it is in there. And I do have a box fan, but Meemaw borrowed it, and I got to figure that out because it ain't real clear that I'm getting it back now. You know, one of them kind of things. So I tell Cricket, I'm sorry. I've been so uncomfortable hot that my mind is somewhere else. That ain't an excuse, or at least a good one, but that's what's going on. And then she said, that's okay. Now, where was I? Well... You might already know that. That's one of the worst questions you can ask somebody that ain't been listening to you. You asking me where you was in your story? Well, fooey. I mean, ain't that a bad feeling? You ever been steady looking at somebody for upwards four and a half minutes, nodding, looking engaged, and then y'all get interrupted and they ask, where was I? And you think in your head, but you don't say it out loud, I don't know where you was. But I was trying to figure out how I could climb this away and escape through an air duct if a mama bear came in here smelling beef jerky on my hands. Like your mind is way out there somewhere and you don't know how you got there, but you know for sure you ain't here. So I'm looking at Cricket and just shaking my head and Cricket, uh, Cricket, li listen here. All I know right now is something about your granddaddy's shoes. That's what I told her because I know that much was going on in this story, but I didn't know how much else. Like that. So like I pulled that out of somewhere. And that was enough for her to get her back on track. So she keep going about how he got confused when he was home because he lined his shoes up by the door and he put the left one first and then the right one. Only thing is he got two left shoes. So he switched them about seven times before he calls Cricket's granny in there to help. And she do it about twice before she say, well, them's two left shoes. So then he had to box them up. They both already got ward. And he was worried he wouldn't get no refund, but they ain't supposed to be selling two left shoes. So he had a pretty strong case for trading in one of them left shoes like that way. So he could even go in barefoot and point down and say, look at them feet. That's proof. I got one left foot and one right one. So I'm going to need to trade one of these left shoes in for a right shoe like that way. So Cricket's finishing up this story. And if you're wondering what happened with her granddaddy's shoes, well, they traded him out. Turns out they just put on the, the shoe boxes, put them on in. You got to ask and they'll bring out the pair. Well, he tried on the left shoe in the box. Then he reached up and he grabbed the left shoe display that was his size, put them both on, paid for them, walked out the store with two left feet, didn't notice nothing wrong, just walking along feeling fine. So I listened to that story and I'm glad for the time with Cricket and the Coo Nursing Home. I am. I'm happy about all that. That box fan was a worrying, but Cricket got to get back to work. And truth be told, so do I. So I decide to swing by the trailer park to see if Donnie Wayne needs anything. You know, he's supposed to be working on that swamp cooler at my trailer. He's so busy. I mean, he got things torn apart when I got there. But he ain't got time to chat. You know, he's working, so, which I'm fine with. I just want to update, you know, what do you need from me? And he said, it's going to be a while, Tabin, but he don't see no reason he can't finish that day. Like, I should have aired that night. I mean, that's a bold statement. And it's a bold statement I really enjoyed hearing. But I was ready to hold Donnie Wayne to it, too. Well, come game time, I'm in a pickle, as they say, because this is the, the night we, uh, Bud's Burger Shed, Team Burger Shed, posted play uh, softball. 
we need our team down at the ball field so team burger shed uh can play some ball because we we pretty good right now we kind of clicking we don't need no crazy interruptions like folks not being there well donnie wayne chambliss is still at my trailer come game time and he said tavin either i finish this and i miss the game or i make the game and i gotta finish this swamp cooler tomorrow well i said donnie wayne there's no swamp cooler in team so let's get to the fields i knew that meant i had one more night in a hot trailer but i figured if we'd won i'd at least have a snow cone because the winning team gets them free snow cones down at the fields. Well, we get down there, and John, Donnie Wayne, he tired. I mean, he'd been working all day, and he didn't finish that job. But everybody else worked all day, too, so they's tired. I mean, ain't that adult softball league in a nutshell? You coming from work, you tired, and you ready to just place the ball. So we played Rickard's Grocery Store. Kevin Rickard sponsored a team this season. They getting it figured out, but lucky for us, uh, Team Burger said we got things figured out. They had Cody Mantell on their team and Cody Briggs. That's Ricky Briggs' little brother. And they started hitting about that eh, third inning. They started making pretty good contact with that ball. Russell Tucker put Donnie Wayne on the mound because Morton Wydell was on first tonight. Well, Cody Briggs lined a ball to Myron Curtis, who played left field tonight. And I kid you not, the ball was lined so hard that Myron screamed like he got frightened. I mean, we was all shocked. Even Cody Briggs, who hit the ball, stopped running because he was so confused. Well, Myron regrouped, and Cody, he, Cody ended up with a single. Looking back now, it might sound like a strategy that he was using, but Myron didn't think of it that way at the time. He just, he just seen that thing coming, and he got, he got uh, scared. So Cody Briggs is, is on first base. Like, I really think his life flashed before his eyes kind of thing. Well, Cody Mantell then stands up. Cody number two, you know, Cody Briggs on. Now Cody Mantell step up, and he had his wife, Lindy Ray, bring a boombox because he won a walk-up song. You heard about them walk-up songs? Like baseball players, uh, they go up to the plate. When they walk in with their bat, uh, they play music over the loudspeakers. Like, oh, look who's coming to bat now kind of thing. You know, it's kind of a showboaty kind of thing, I guess. But anyhow, uh, Cody Mantell uh, wanted himself a walk-up song, and he decided to be Pour Some Sugar On Me by Le Def Leppard. Well, he gets to the plate, and Rusty Tidwell's laughing at Cody. And Cody sees it, and he hollers, What's so funny? Rusty points to his ears. I can't hear you. The music's too loud. And Cody, Cody Mantell smiled at him. And he said, you can't handle it. And then Rusty says to him, bring it. So now they jawing back and forth. Rusty's our third baseman. You know that, Rusty Tidwell. Cody Mantell, he ain't on our team. He's on Rickard Grocery Store team. And he's jawing with Cody. Well, Donnie Wayne, he's pitching. Like I said, he tosses that ball up there. And Cody shoots a laser right to Rusty Tidwell, who catches it. Reflexes like a cat. And then fires to Mort at first, and they double up Cody Briggs, who stepped off the base over there. By the seventh inning, it was 13 runs to 11 runs. We was winning, and I was at the plate. Now, I don't work on my swing too much. I'm a lefty. Got a natural swing like Andy Van Slyke, probably, but I ain't got a lot of power. Well, I've been looking to launch more, get under the ball, as they say. And in the seventh inning, that's exactly what I did. I popped it so high, and you know they say just put the ball in play and good things happen. When you pop it up in adult softball league, pop flies ain't guaranteed outs. Like in uh, maybe college ball or, you know, the major league baseball stadiums, you pop it up, you're probably going to get out like 99% chance. Boy, it's 50-50 in adult softball. I mean, you always got a chance. So I'm hustling, and that ball is deep shortstop area. So he's kind of shuffling back, barely to outfield. And their shortstop, he's shuffling back, shuffling back, shuffling back. But then he stopped 
because somebody behind him yelled, well, his outfielders, who it was, said, you got it. And I think they're all supposed to say, they're only supposed to yell if they got it. You ain't yelling for somebody else to get it because that person think, oh, they calling me off so they can get it. But what the outfielder said was, you got it kind of thing. So the shortstop, he just stopped and that ball dropped. I was on second and when that outfielder got the ball and decided to throw it, he airmailed it over second toward first and I was in the third on a head first dive. Sure enough, then Rusty Tidwell came up and he lined a single out to Cody Mantell in the outfield and I scored so easy. We was up 14 to 11 at that point. By the end of the game, it's 15 to 13. Team Burger Shed beat Rickard's Grocery Store. Cricket was there at the end of the game and she's working a concession stand. That was news to me because she ain't in there this season. So I was kind of surprised to see her. You know, I'd seen her during the week. I'd seen her during the day, you know, taking a break at the nursing home when I was over there, you know, just kind of avoiding the pain of my broken swamp cooler. And we was talking about that little glass of lemonade, you know, that styrofoam cup foo. And um, I didn't expect to see her tonight at the fields. Now, why in the world is cricket at the concession stand at the softball fields if Mary Beth Tucker worked there every week? And I seen Mary Beth Tucker at the beginning of the game. So, you know, I'm trying to do a little Hardy Boys uh, solve the mystery, Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. I'm like, well, Mary Beth Tucker was here. But then at the end of the game, Mary Beth Tucker ain't here. And my girlfriend Cricket is here. And she working at the concession stand. And I seen her today. And she would have said, you know, she's going to be there tonight. But she wasn't going to be, she wasn't supposed to be there. Well, uh, something happened. I mean, I'm putting, uh, something must have happened since the last time I seen Cricket. Well, I was right about that. Turns out Mary Beth Tucker got her hair caught in the door hinge of the concession stand. Let me say that again. Mary Beth Tucker got her hair caught in the door hinge of the concession stand. There's a little door on the back of the concession stand where the workers go in and out. And then you, then you inside a little stand. Like there's a little wall behind you. There's a little counter in front of you. There's a little arm... Uh, strength uh, length area where you can stretch out your arms side by side left or right you know it's it ain't the biggest thing but they they got room in there so here's what happened i guess uh somebody according to mary beth somebody stuck gum on the inside of the concession stand wall back by that little entry door that you do you go to get into the concession stand mary beth's first instinct wasn't to ignore it that wasn't her first instinct it was just like oh yuck let me go get a napkin and pull this off the wall so it ain't on our, you know, concession stand wall looking nasty, and I throw it away and be done with it. That ain't the first thing that came to Mary Beth's mind. No. She wanted to smell what flavor it was, and however she turned her head to get a sniff of that chewed gum on the back wall of the concession stand, it was the right angle for that door hinge. And her heel kind of opened it enough you know how you, you you back into something your little foot your little heel the back part of your foot where your heel is you know that part that ain't your toes it's the other end the back part her heel kind of hit that little concession stand door and i guess it kind of opened while she got her head turned to the side and getting her nose closer to that chewed up gum i don't know if she's thinking i wonder if that's watermelon or fruit punch i don't know but i do know that the reason she was going in there was to sniff what flavor that gum was on the concession stand wall so her heel kind of opened that thing up like she couldn't help nobody over there. Once her hair got stuck, the way that door opened and closed on her hair, uh, she was just she was just there uh, helpless. Mary Beth helpless in the back of that concession stand. Well, Cricket seen that. 
So I guess she, after work, she's like, you know, I got time to swing by the fields. I'm going to go over there. And all of a sudden, you know, she noticed in the distance, uh, that ain't usually how Mary Beth stands with her head kind of cocked to the side and her face against the back of the concession stand wall. Something must be going on, you know. Cricket's a bright gal. So she's seen that and she tried to help her. And Cheryl Grubbs had a pocket knife and told Mary Beth, you know, I'm going I'm to cut your hair. I'm going to need to cut your hair loose, you know, kind of thing. Well, Mary Beth said no because she just got her hair did at Early Bird Gets the Perm. And, you know, that ain't free. You know, firstly, uh, a permit, early bird gets a perm, or any kind of hairdo, that ain't free. And she didn't want to waste that money. You know, like, I just spent this money for this hairdo. So, but Cricket and Cheryl, they was saying, it ain't about the money at this point, Mary Beth. You can't live in this concession stand. You can't be here kind of thing. This ain't, this ain't a long-term plan for nobody. So what they did is they cut Mary Beth's hair with that pocket knife, and Lindy Ray Mantell heard about it. Well, she can only answer phones and sweep hair, and practice on mannequins down the early bird gets the perm because she done some awful things on accident uh, to people's heads. Well, Lindy Ray's over there offering to help, uh, you know, even out Mary Beth's hair. And I ain't sure if Mary Beth's going for it or not. I guess we'll know this week. Now, Lindy Ray, I will say she ain't just answering phones down the early bird. They, they let her on uh, hands and feet, metal cures and paddle cures, where you like file things off and you can you paint the, the toenails and the fingernails of gals. So they are letting her creep into that a little bit and i was like boy i mean if she can handle that she might find her calling because my meemaw got a corn on one of her feet like their right foot uh and it's uh it looked like a six toe and i mean if lindy ray can figure out how to help that thing or file that thing down i, I bet that adds some relief for meemaw but um it, it helped meemaw meemaw got a powerful kick it adds about 10 yards to any football kick she do that that extra corn toe whatever you call it but lindy ray anyway uh, still wanting to get into doing the hair and so she's seen opportunity and and that's I, i'll tell you one thing about lindy ray she ain't no quitter she sees opportunity she's gonna dive at it she's like hey let me let me even out your hair mary beth so i don't know i don't know the end of that story but that's that was the offer that was on the table but cricket is the one in the concession stand and uh you know since we won she's the one that handed me my free snow cone i got watermelon this time yeah, it's been a whole summer of watermelon. Watermelon helmets, watermelon fun. I only thought it was right to celebrate our win with the watermelon snow cone. It's about time. There's them snack helmets, and I've done videos, you know, on the interwebs. You've seen them, baby, where uh, the just the convenience and the style and the safety of a snack helmet where you can attach your snacks to your watermelon helmet. And then there's some that are just for, you know, just good looks. Like you wear that, like, boy, that, hey, they got it together. Because you do. So I thought, man, I owe it to a watermelon to get a watermelon snow cone. And I wasn't mad. The watermelon just don't disappoint. It's hitting on all cylinders. It's hitting on all rinds kind of thing. So Donnie Wayne, he said he'd be over uh, first thing in the morning to finish up that swamp cooler. He told me after the game. I know if I asked him to stay, he would have finished tonight and he would have missed the game. And I didn't want to do that to him. Especially after seeing how happy he was to get that tiger's blood snow cone over there. I mean, we six, two, and two now, and I would have hated for Donnie Wayne to miss that. And who knows, we might have lost without him. Do I have one more night of hot trailer to go? Yes. Yes, I do. But you know what? It ain't going to matter after tomorrow night. Donnie Wayne can fix about anything. It was good all the way around. And, you know, I mentioned Early Bird Gets the Perm shirts in my show notes today. That link will take you to all my shirts, like the Bud's Burger Shed shirt. The way it's looking now, now we weeks away from knowing this for sure. But if we six and twos and we keep, 
we keep with our wins, staying so far ahead of our losses, uh, there's a real good chance we'd be in the playoffs, you know, by the end of the season. So I'm just telling you, them Bud's Burger sheds are available, them shirts, uh, the ones we proudly wear now, uh, after and during our game each week. So anyhow, <clears throat> it's been a hoot of a time in town this week. I mean, I'm I got the swamp cooler fixed. It's done now. I can cool off. And we won in spite of that. Uh, I, was, I was able to get that conversation with Cricket worked out. Even with that hot, hot day, thinking about that beautiful box fan and that wonderful lemonade. And we worked it all out. And then the Cricket, at the end of the day, she served me a watermelon snow cone, pitching in for Mary Beth, who had a little hair catastrophe down at the thing. You know, last week it was Myron Curtis. You know, he, he, he went to what he thought was Coach Hicks' intern down at the team, you know, Thunder Punch Gym. That's his nephew. And he, he ain't there now. He, he only stayed a little bit, and turns out he's eating a lot of Coach Hicks' food and just doing stuff he wasn't, like acting like an intern and, you know, putting that athletic tape on Myron Curtis' back that took about nine pounds of hair off of his back because it wasn't even, it wasn't, it was a painter's tape. I pulled that off his hair last week, off his back last week, the painter's tape in the softball game, and it's in the dugout floor. Well, it looked like somebody's just shaved a bunch of squirrels and wrapped them in painter's tape kind of thing. So that's two weeks in a row where there's been hair jinx down at the, uh, the city's fields. And last week is Myron Curtis, and then this week is his girlfriend, Mary Beth Tucker. They got to sort that out. I mean, it was more than any of us bargained for. But, I mean, that's how we doing. That's how we doing. There's a lot coming up. Uh, I've got uh, so much to share with y'all soon. But in the meantime, you got to let me know how you doing this week. Holler at me, 501-322-6249. Email me, tavendiller at gmail.com. I'm going to put that with the Patreon and the merch in the show notes so we can be in touch. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast. I better get out of here this week. But I do want to say thanks for tuning into this podcast. It is like a radio show. And thanks for writing it, sharing it with your friends and your mild acquaintances. And hey, if you ain't left the shoe store with two left shoes this week and go got your hair stuck in a concession stand door hinge, you having a pretty good week. We'll see you later.